Good evening, ladies. Sorry, I'm a little too late. Good evening. Okay. <clears throat> nice discussion is very, very practical. Very, very practical. This is what, this is the stuff that you really came to hear. Um, we're going to talk about the orders of brachos, the sequences. Um, we're just going to finish up summarizing which brachos are more important than others. But then we're really going to get into um, what brachos extend to and when they extend to, when they extend to those brachos, etc. So um, let's start on page 158. I believe we did this first paragraph already last week, but it's really, it's a good sum, summation of what we've been talking about up, till, up until now. So let's begin with, uh, with what we have to say over here on page 158, section 3. And we'll do sections three and four, and then we'll get into the really, really lamaisa stuff that you always wonder about. The stuff about brachos, which brachos, what, I have to, what do I have in mind? Which place do I have to be in? What can, what's can, how much does a bracha cover? Which things are covered or not covered, etc. We'll get into all of that um, tonight. Okay, let's begin uh, in the middle of the uh, practical applications, the sequence of brachos for one who wishes to eat two foods with different brachos. We talked a little bit about this last week. The, the concept is brachos are meant to show us the chashivas, the importance that we give to Hashem and to our relationship with Hashem. That's the purpose of making the bracha, is to be makadesh, is to elevate those things that are in the physical dimension, something that's spiritual, to make something spiritual activity out of it. And as such, it is appropriate that one does so in a very uh, thought-out manner. One has to do it very carefully. Um, we spoke a little bit about this idea on Shabbos, that w- w- even when doing mitzvahs, it's a wonderful thing to do mitzvahs. But if you just do mitzvahs just as they occur in a random fashion, that doesn't show real importance for the mitzvah. If anything, it's possible that one can actually fail, become a failure from that and become, become and fall down. When one does things in a very intentional manner, kvios is everything. That's really, that's really what the Torah demands of us. So... Let's begin. If the two foods one eats require separate brachos, many authorities maintain that one may recite a bracha first on either food. Whichever one I want more, that's the one that I should make a bracha on. Most poskim, however, maintain that one should recite the bracha first on the more important food. So I have in front of me two foods. One has a higher status than the other one, even though one is more um, desirable to me. But one is one has a higher status than one. So, for instance, bread is considered more chashev, more more important than crackers. So, even if I won't really want to eat crackers now, but I'm planning to eat bread, it's more it's more appropriate to make a bracha on bread. That's not a great example because the bracha of the bread may then end up nullifying the other bracha. But let's say I have a fruit in front of me and I have a mizonos in front of me, I have a cracker in front of me. And which one do I want first? So, crackers are more important than fruits, but fruits is what I really want. So some 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 poses can say that that comes first. Now, in their view, choosing the more important food for the first bracha demonstrates covet for Hashem. However, later authorities rule that one should follow the sec- this second opinion that one always goes with the more important, the one that the food that is objectively more important. So the proper sequence of brachos will be as follows: the first and always foremost food that one is going to have to make a bracha on is going to be bread. So anything that requires hamotzi whether it's made from any one of the five types of grain, wheat, barley, spelled or, or, or rye, um, and, and, and oat uh, or oats. Um, so, uh, so any one of those in that order 
one would make a, one would make the bracha on that first. Uh, and the same, similarly, when it comes to cakes, things that are a belila raka, they're made from a liquid dough as opposed to a dry as a, a dry dough. Um, one would also make a mazonas on those first, and then following that would come cooked grains or cereals requiring a mazonas, whether and again made from any one of the five the chamejus minidavan, any one of the five types of um, any one of the five types of grains. Well, those are going to be third. Fourth, the fourth most important thing is wine. So bread and wine are considered, bread is considered primary food. Wine is considered the primary drink. So if one is making a bracha on bread, first one should make a bracha then on uh, anything that is a, of a bread-like substance, something that is, that is life-sustaining, that is considered a mazon, that's considered something that is on that gives the gives sustenance. And therefore, any type of, any, any, any item made from any type of grain is going to be what's going to have highest precedence. And then we get to the highest type of liquid, and then we get to other types of food. So wine is considered the primary drink. And even though um, we mentioned earlier that when it comes to the shivas haminim, one always goes with the with the type of thing that go that comes first in the pasuk or closer to the word eretz. And olive oil is eretz zeis shemen udvash. So zeis comes before gefen, which comes after which comes after chito saoro. So comes third. Um, nevertheless, wine is going to take precedence over that. Um, um, but 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 that is only true in with regards to making a bray priagafen because it's a very specific bracha. However, if I'm eating grapes when I'm only going to make a bray priagafen, so then when it comes to deciding which haets is more important, then we go with the order in the psukim and the shivas haminim. And that's the order of the fruits of the shivas haminim of the seven species is what we say next. Um, I'm sorry, first is rice, which require, also requires a mazonos even though that Mazonos is only a Durabanan, right? So the, um, um, but the Mazonos, are, so the, the Mazonos on rice comes after the Mazonos on rice. Take a look in um, note number 35. Although Mazonos usually precedes her eights, the Hagafen on wine should be said before Mazonos on rice because it's a very specific bracha. Hagafen and Mazonos are equally specific. However, wine is one of the Shivas Aminim, and rice is not, and it's for this reason that the same the reason the mazonos on the five species of grain is said before the mazonos on rice. In other words, if I have um, um, an oat porridge and I have a bowl of rice, I'm, I'm going to make a bracha on the oat porridge first because that shivas haminim, um, even though oats are not specifically mentioned, but they fit as I mentioned last week as a subcategory under wheat and barley. Um, um, the mazonos on rice precedes uh, eight on any of the other shivas haminim because mazonos is a more specific bracha than how eight is, and therefore it is a bracha that's considered more important, and therefore it goes first. Okay. Um, then we have the fruits of the shivas haminim, and then we have other fruits or vegetables requiring eight or adamo, um, and then foods requiring a shahakal, drinks requiring a shahakal, and then the bracha over uh, uh, fragrances, the, the bore mine besamim or bore atze besamim, being first again because it is more specific. So the general the general rules here being the food that is more important um, comes first. The food that has a more specific bracha 
uh, falls underneath that as the more important category than food with the less than foods that have a less specific bracha. And once I'm dealing with foods with a less specific bracha, then Shivas Haminim plays a role uh, with regard to which one comes first. Now we're going to talk about what about um, what about if something is more chaviv to me, more important to me, and then there's a secondary area in which things have importance, and that is if they are whole. So a whole cherry versus a slice of a grapefruit, right? Now, let's say I want grapefruit right now. I wa- I would like to eat grapefruit right now, but I have in front of me a whole cherry. Both of those are the bracham. Both of those is bar eats. Neither of those is a, one of the shivas haminim. Which one should I make a bracha on first? Does my the fact that I desire to eat that trump the fact that the cherry is whole? Or does the fact that the cherry is whole give it a special hashivas, special importance, and therefore it would go first? So let's, let's, let's go through this now. Um, if I'm going too fast, please feel free to slow me down. I'm sort of going a little faster than I really would like to, mostly because I feel like we covered a lot of this last week already. And I also very, very much want to get into the next chapter because I really feel like that's that is that that's where most of the shilas, most of the questions in Hilchos Brachos come up um, with regard to the stuff that we're going to deal with in and how how um, how do we measure the efficacy of a bracha? How far does it extend? Well, what about if I get up and I walk around? What about if I go outside? What about if I interrupt? What about if I didn't have it in mind? Those types of things. Okay, so let's try to finish this up first. And again, as I said, if I'm going too quickly, um, feel free to slow me down. Okay. In the previous sections, we have learned the order of preference for the different types of brachos. As noted above, a bracha which is restricted to one type of food or limited or to a limited variety of foods is recited before a bracha which is more general. In other words, a bracha having a more specific application like um, hamotzi or hagafen, etc. Those, those brachos are considered more important. The bracha of Barei Priya Eitz is more exclusive than a bracha of Barei Priya Adama because Barei Priya Eitz says only fruits of the tree, whereas Barei Priya Adama says all produce that grows on the ground, including both vegetables and fruits. Um, so therefore, the bracha of Barei Priya Eitz is more effective. Um, so um, nevertheless, since this difference is minor, one cannot state that Ha'etz is more important than Adama, Therefore, other factors must be considered as well. Um, this is the, the fact that um, Hadama is a little broader um, is not enough on its own. So there are numer- there are there are six factors that we have to consider. So let's 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 begin. The first is Chavith. The first is, as I mentioned before, let's say I really want this food over another. Now we had mentioned earlier, there is a machlokas haposkim. This is, Chaviv is not so simple because it also uh, requires us to know what does Chaviv mean? Let's say I am a person who always eats apples. Every day, apple a day keeps the doctor away. I love apples. I'm always eating apples. But it happens to me that today I'm in the mood for, for an orange. So do we say that since I always eat apples, therefore apples are considered Chaviv, Apples are considered more uh, precious to me, more important to me? Or do we say that since right now, what I want is the orange, therefore the orange is more important to me? 
how do we how do we weigh that up? Which one which one which one is actually considered chaviv over the other one? So, if one of the foods is more chaviv, more desired than the other one, one recites the bracha on the chaviv first, even if the other food is one of the seven species. So, I have in front of me a cherry and an olive, and I like my cherries, and I would really really want to eat the cherry. I should eat the cherry first, despite the fact that the olive is one of the shivas aminim. So, um, okay, so his example is grapes and strawberries, so the same thing. Now, so the first and for, first and foremost, the most, the most important uh, uh, factor in deciding when I have two things in front of me that are of the same bracha, again, this does not apply when, let's say, I have in front of me a mazonos and a boripria eights. Now, mazonos is considered a mochash of bracha, is, is clearly a mochash of bracha. Therefore, that bracha comes first. But where I have two things that are of the same bracha, and we'll talk about what about how eights of bari priyadama, if that's also considered the same bracha in a moment. But if I have if two things that are of the same bracha in front of me, then the one that I want first is the one which, 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 which I will choose. Um... um I'm sorry. Mrs. Rubin, were you asking something? I didn't understand that. The one I will want first is the one I will choose. Uh, um, the one that I, the one that I, the one that I want more is more important than the one that is Shiva Saminim. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. Now, if I have in front of me something that Shiva Samini, both foods are equally desired, and one, one then one would recite the first bracha on the fruit of the Shiva Saminim, of the seven species, even if its bracha is, the, for instance, Hadama. So, so we had mentioned going into this, this discussion. Uh, the possibility that it could be, according to some postgame at least, ha'etz is always more chashev than ha'dama because ha'etz is more specific. That's not that's not a clear that that is according to some postgame. However, even according to the postgame that say that ha'etz is more chashev is more important than ha'dama in terms of brachos, but if one of them is shevas haminim and one of them is not then Shiva's Haminim will still take precedence. So if I have um, cooked wheat, again, so cooked, bar, cooked oats would not, be, would not be subject to this discussion because cooked oats would be Boremi Namazonos, but cooked wheat, <coughs> excuse me, cooked wheat, since that's not the normal way in which wheat is eaten um, in the sense that that, uh, that would be Amazonos, but, but cooked wheat would be a bari prihadama. So the cooked wheat, which is Shiva Saminim, would come before, would have, would have precedence over, let's say, uh, a grape, which is bari prihadama. Despite the fact that the bari prihadama appears to be a more specific kind of bracha, um, Shiva Saminim outweighs that. So if both foods are equally desired, one recites first the bracha on the fruit of the, seven, of the Shiva Saminim, of the seven species, even if its bracha is hadama. So, for example, one who is equally desires to eat a whole cooked wheat kernel, 
which is Adama, and an apple, will recite the bracha on the wheat kernel first. Now, what about Chaviv of the moments? This is the discussion that I mentioned to you before. How do we how do we look at Chaviv? Is Chaviv that one is something that is I generally prefer, or is Chaviv that and today this is the one that I actually desire? So we have noted the opinion of those authorities who maintain that Chaviv is defined as that food which one prefers at the moment, regardless of which food one usually prefers. There is such an opinion that considers that chashiv. Although the consensus of the poskim opposes this view, most of the poskim feel that chaviv means the thing that you eat all the time. The apple a day is considered the chaviv for me, even if today I want oranges. Um, nevertheless, it has to be taken into consideration. We still will deal with the opinion that says that what I want in the moment is more chashiv. So consequently, if one wishes to eat a fruit of the Shivas Aminim, which is also preferred at the moment, its bracha should precede that of a vegetable, which is usually chaviv, which is generally chaviv, but not preferred at the moment. So here he's, he's, he's really mixed it up for us over here. The factors, multiple factors that are being brought to bear over here. Number one is you have chaviv of the moment versus chaviv of what you want all the time. So chaviv of the moment Chaviv of what you want all the time trumps Chaviv of the moment. But we're adding in on the side of the weaker Chaviv, of the weaker one that is that I, that I, that, I, that is that I want it in the moment, that it's also Shiva Saminim. Oh, well, now that it's Shiva Saminim, that adds a factor over here, gives me more weight to this, to this side, so that I should now make the brach on that. Um, um, Let's say the fact that the one is Ha'etz and the one is Ha'dama. So again, that would also play into, these would all be factors. So the fact that the fruits, uh, okay. So um, the fact that the fruit is of the Shevas Haminim, in addition to being somewhat Chaviv, will give a precedence over the vegetable, which is usually preferred. For example, one who usually prefers strawberries to grapes, but prefers grapes today, should recite the bracha on the grapes first, because the grapes are what he really wants. Um, um, okay, so take a look at no, note number 39, where he points out what I, what I said to you, that you were also taking into account the chashivas, the importance of hadama over, uh, of ha'it over hadama. Since the Bir Halacha chose this case, it would appear that the advantage of the ha'it over the hadama is also part of that consideration. So if one had a whole cooked wheat grain, which is chaviv at the moment, and an apple, which is generally chaviv, one would recite the bracha on the apple because the apple has the heavier weighing chaviv, and it also has the, the idea that it's ha'etz, over the other side, which has way on way, uh, counting in its favor, shivas haminim, and also the fact that it's, uh, but, but it has a downside that it's hadama, but it also has an upside that it's also chaviv. Okay, so let me, let's let's weigh this out again very carefully. So we said that in terms of brachos, when I when I want to decide which bracha I want to make, I have two brachos in front of me that are of similar weight, meaning ha'etz and hadama. They are of similar weight. Then the factor that is most important at play is chaviv, not not chaviv of the moment, but generally chaviv. So if I like an apple a day. Now, apples take precedence over everything, even over Shiva Saminim. And they help to outweigh 
the Borei Priya Eitz will now outweigh the Borei Priya Adama, even though the Ha'etz and Adama should have equaled out, Chaviv now weighs this down. Now, if I add Shivas Haminim onto the other side, that I still have, I only have Shivas Haminim and a general and a a, a, a weaker type of Chaviv versus Borei Priya Eitz and a more important type of Chaviv on the other side, so that will weigh it up. Now, I know that sounds very complicated, but if you really want to simplify this, um, there is a chart on page, if you want to make a, if you want to make a note, there's a chart on page, um, actually, that's not going to be helpful. I thought it was the chart number, chart number nine, I believe, is helpful for this. No, no, it's not. I'm sorry. I thought chart number nine would be helpful here. Um, um, just trying to remember if he has an, another chart that would that it would help out to to. It's sort of in chart seven. Number seven, it's a kind of kind of gives a summary of all of, of all of what we just said in this paragraph. Um, you have eggs on other fruits or, or hadama on vegetables, so it goes in the following um, order. If they're the same bracha, then shivas haminim comes first, then complete, then what you desire, then what you desire now. If it's a fruit versus a vegetable, um, um, so then you have. First and foremost, is is it complete or is it not complete? Then whichever one you usually desire, he skipped out for some reason what you desire right now. Shavas Haminim and Ha'etz comes before Ha'adama. So those are the factors that are going to play into it. Um, okay, so then, as he says in D, he adds on to this. Similarly, in the opinion of some Samposkim, even if the fruit is not one of the Shavas Haminim, but it is chaviv in the moment. It's bracha precedes that of a vegetable, which is usually chaviv. So the fact that it's borei priya eitz added on to chaviv of the moment outweighs usually chaviv of the vegetable. So borei priya eitz versus borei priya dama almost equal. Chaviv um, generally chaviv would give more weight to even to a vegetable over a fruit. But if it's chaviv in the moment, though, then that will equal it out and will allow me to make the bracha on the fruit as well. In, 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 uh, uh, as well. So the fruit has the advantage of the bracha of ha'et in addition to being a, at least chaviv at the moment, which will outweigh the, the generally being chaviv. So if, if I'm dealing with something that I usually desire versus something that I desire in the moment, and it's the same bracha, then what I usually desire trumps what I desire in the moment. If you add in the factors of Borei Priya Eitz versus Borei Priya Adama, the Borei Priya Eitz has a slight edge over the Borei Priya Adama, and that slight edge plus the fact that it's Chaviv in the moment will outweigh generally Chaviv, generally, something that is generally desired. Now, something that we did not discuss until now, but really takes precedence over all of these things, is when it's a complete fruit. If I have a whole fruit versus a, a slice, we talked about in our opening example, we talked about what happens if I have an apple and a, uh, have a cherry and a, and a slice of grapefruit. So if one of the fruits or vegetables is complete, 
it's a whole thing, while the other is not, one recites the bracha on the complete fruit. If, however, the incomplete fruit is either one of the Shivas Haminim or it's Chaviv, there's some question as to the proper order of the brachos. Now it becomes more difficult to decide which one gets precedence. Is the importance of a whole fruit enough to outweigh Chaviv? Is it enough to outweigh Shivas Haminim or not? In the opinion of some authorities, a complete fruit precedes even something which is Chaviv, even something which I desire more. So, for example, a whole peanut versus a cut piece of grapefruit, despite the fact that the peanut is much, much smaller, but the fact that it's whole gives it more chashivas. However, other authorities are uncertain about the status of a complete fruit, and in their opinion, even an incomplete shivas haminim fruit could precede a complete fruit not from the shivas haminim. So, if you have a date that you uh, cut open in order to check it for worms, so it's not complete, and you have a whole cherry, so now you... Uh, would make a bracha, according to those postkim, you would make a bracha on the date first. Um, so take a look in note number 42. Note number 42, he brings that when two foods are, inclu- are to be included in one bracha, the order of the preference is shiva saminim first, then complete, and then chavit. When each food requires a separate bracha, so then the Shiva Saminim fruit forfeits their status of first choice to the to the status to Chaviv. Chaviv then takes precedence over Shiva Saminim. The question whether the Shiva Saminim is now moved from first choice to third, or whether Chaviv, which was originally third, merely moves to first, leaving Shiva Saminim in second place and completeness in third place, that's a Shiloh. Postman have not provided us with a satisfactory explanation why the sequence should depend on whether one or two brachas are to be recited. But but once we're reciting two separate brachos, it's possible that Shiva Saminim drops down to third and Chaviv is first, and then Shalim whole is second, and Shiva Saminim would be last. Ha'etz precedes Ahadama when there's no other factors. If neither fruit nor the vegetable is from the Shiva Saminim, nor is it Chaviv, and nor is either one of them complete, then the deciding factor is ha'et over adama. In summary, the order of sequence of the brachas of one eating of fruit and of vegetables is as follows. First and, mo- first and most important is if it's a whole fruit or a whole vegetable, so then that comes first. The n- second would be a fruit or vegetable which is more chaviv, so then chaviv, um, chaviv uh, t- will, will decide which one of the two I'm going to make a brachan, assuming that neither one of them is whole. If the fruit of the vegetable is of the shivas haminim, so then that weighs in as a, as a third possible factor. And again, if once you start combining factors, then you that weighs things out. All other considerations being equal, one recites the first bracha on the fruits. If everything is the same, then then bari bari pri ha'etz comes before ha'atama. Okay. All right, so the general principles of Kavanah Bracha should by now be clear. One should recite a bracha in a manner and an order which demonstrates respect and honor to the bracha, and thereby to Hashem, who is the subject of all our brachas, and postman have noted additional aspects of Kavanah for the bracha, meaning if you're going to put spices onto, the, onto it or you're going, to, you're going to flavor it in some way, you should do that before you make the bracha so that it's completely ready to eat and it's in its, in its, in its ideal format before you start it. It's interesting to me that um, when we make hamotzi, we dip it in the salt 
afterwards, um, not beforehand, based on what he's saying over here. I don't have an answer for that. That would be, that's just an in, interesting observation that we, we tend, we put the salt on after we made the hamotzi. One who wishes to eat several fruits of the same species should recite the bracha on the nicest and the finest of them. Find the nicest one, make the bracha on that. One should recite a bracha on a fruit, which is while it's still complete, if you're planning on um, breaking it into pieces or whatever it is, make the bracha while it's still whole and then only break it after the bracha. If it's necessary to break it in order that there shouldn't be a half set. So for instance, dates, which need to be checked for worms, you have to break them open. So then while you break it open, you check it for worms so there shouldn't be a half set after the bracha. But then before making the bracha, you close it up to look like it's whole. That also shows a certain chashivas for the bracha. Okay, that, that wraps up the halachos as they apply to the order of brachos that we're that we're, and the order in which they're supposed to be in which they're supposed to be said. So what we have, generally speaking, is that the most chashiv, the more specific a bracha is, the more chashiv it is, the more important it is, the higher precedence that it gets. Um, brachos that are more chashiv come first, and then followed by follow the brachos that come afterwards. When we're dealing with a similar bracha, then there are a number of factors that play that that that, that come to bear. That is chaviv. The thing that I desire most has, is ultimately the most important thing. Um, after Chaviv comes, if it's whole or if it's one of the Shiva Saminim, then it also those, those, those are also factors that are going to give it precedence. And then if, if you're dealing with something, two, two items, one is Borei Priya Eitz, another is Borei Priya Adama, so that the bracha itself doesn't immediately qualify which one should come first, then one begins to apply these other factors and weighs each one of those factors in uh, to decide which one should have precedence over the other one. All of this is covered in that chart on page seven. For a quick review, you can take a look over there. Okay, now we get to chapter six, and this is why I think you all joined the shir. I would I would have to guess that this is why you all came to a shir on Hilchos Brachos, because these are perhaps the most complex of the brachos, of the, some of the most complex halachos, um, with regards to um, with regards to when a bracha is good or not good, which things which things the bracha actually goes on, and how what is the efficacy of a bracha um, versus when do I have to make a bracha chrono? When is it appropriate to make a new bracha, etc. So, by way of introduction, having determined the proper uh, order of brachos, the next concern is the effectiveness of that bracha, and in this chapter we will explore three issues with regard to the effectiveness of that bracha. First of all, what is included in the original bracha? When I make a bracha, let's say I make a shakol, is obviously going to be the broadest one, and therefore it's going to potentially include the most things. That's where you're going to have a shallow. What, what was included when I made that shakol? But it's true of any bracha that I make. Let's say I say I make a bracha on my apple, and now I want to eat oranges, I want to eat cherries, I want to eat grapes, right? Can I eat all of those other things, or... Do I have to make a new bracha on all of them? So, having determined the proper order of brachos, our next concern is the fact that, so what was included in the original bracha? Does a bracha include all foods of the same variety? So, for example, if one recites a bracha on an apple, may another apple or even an orange be eaten without repeating the bracha? Or was that not considered part of the bracha that I originally made? The second question that, that, one, that we often wonder about 
I'm sitting in the car for a long car trip. Before I started on the trip, I made a bracha on whatever it was before I had a, a glass of water. I drank, I drank a water bottle, right? So I made a shahakol. And now halfway into the trip, I want to eat. I want to either take another drink or I want to eat some candy or some chocolate or something like that. Can I eat those things without making a new bracha? Or does did the, did the bracha somehow expire? Um, so how long does, does my bracha last for? Does the bracha lose its effectiveness once one decides to eat no more or may one rely on the original bracha should, uh, uh, should he subsequently decide to continue eating? So he's actually bringing up a slightly different factor over here. And that is, what happens if I change my mind in the middle? I thought, right, uh, how, many, how, many, how, how many times does this happen to you? Open a big bag of chips, a whole big bag of chips. So I'm just going to have one handful. So you make a bracha, whether, when, let's say, let's for argument's sake, I don't even know if I'm saving myself for argument's sake. I, uh, let's say it's Pringles. So, so, for, with the, so we don't have to get ourselves into the complications of what bracha do you have to make on a Pringles? I think according to almost all postkim are shahako because they're made up from potato powder as opposed to being made from sliced potatoes. And therefore they're considered to have lost their tzura, their format, and the, they're considered to be a shahakal. So I made a shahakal on the Pringles. And of course, when I opened the Pringles can, I said, I'm just going to have five and then I'm done. That's it. I'm not going to eat anymore. And I, I, take my five, I take my five Pringles. I eat them. I eat my five Pringles. And with a tremendous self-control, I close up the container Right, and I put it aside. I'm not going to touch it anymore. And then I'm driving. I'm, I'm sitting there, and that Pringles man is just—he's just smiling and beckoning to me. And finally, finally, I give in. Right, and I reopen the Pringles can. I'm looking at my Pringles can again, and now I want to eat more. Do I have to make a new bracha on the additional Pringles that I want to eat now? Let's talk about that. Now, third, the third factor that we want to discuss is. How long does your bracha remain effective? If one leaves of your original place of eating, let's say um, this is this happens, this is a shadow that happens all the time, right? You are in a rush to get to work. You make yourself a cup of coffee and you take a sip of the coffee and then you decide, you look at your watch and you say, uh-oh, got to run. Right? So you have the quickly pour the coffee over from your mug into your hot cup, put the lid on, lid on it, jump into the car, drive to work. And you go into your office and you're sitting down at your desk and now you want to continue drinking your coffee. Are you allowed to do that? Or do I have to make a new bracha on my coffee? We'll talk about what about if I'm drinking all along the way, etc. Those are all going to be part of the discussion, but we'll get we'll get into all of that. So it, um, in short, is a bracha inclusive? Does it what this means is do, does it cover all similar foods in all circumstances and places? Is a bracha limited exclusively to the particular food and to the place in which it was recited? And we'll also learn that a bracha may be either inclusive or exclusive, depending upon one's, upon one's intention at the time of its recital. So what about when I come to your house and you put a fruit ball out in front of me, and then after the fruit ball gets taken away, or the fruit ball gets finished, or whatever it is, you either refill the fruit ball, or you bring out something else of a similar bracha, what's the halacha then? Furthermore, the effectiveness of even an inclusive bracha could be terminated by external factors, such as a change of mind or place, Right, if I didn't intend to do that. So, first, one who recites a bracha on a particular food may partake of another food requiring the same bracha if that food was present on the table at the time of the bracha. If there's an entire fruit bowl in front of me 
and I take a bunch of grapes, and now I want to help myself to an apple or an orange, and they were all on the table at the same time, you, uh, that is certainly permissible. Whether or not he originally planned to eat the second food is immaterial, um, uh, then you are absolutely allowed to do so. Of course, if you had in mind not to eat anything else, as he says in footnote number one, it would seem elementary that if one specifically intended the bracha only on the one food, then the bracha is not valid even on another food that was th- that was before him at the time. And that's supported by a careful reading of the Mishnah Burah. And even though the, the wording of the Mishnah seems to infer otherwise, this is this is certainly going to be the case. And we'll we'll see, we'll see in greater detail in a moment um, how the Shokhanar Harav brings this halacha down. Um, indeed, a new bracha, if however the second food was not present on the table, then a new bracha may be required. Indeed, a new bracha may be required even for eating an additional amount of the same food brought to the table after the bracha was recited. If there was only a certain amount of meat on the platter and all that meat got finished, and let's say there was no bread at the suda, so we made a shamed shahakol on the meat that was on the platter, and then as got passed around and all the meat's finished, and then and then some then my wife goes into the kitchen and refills the platter and brings it out. We'll talk about what if it's my wife or if my wife is the hostess or if I'm the host or the host, what the halachas are, knowing about it, not knowing about it. So um, indeed, a new bracha may be required even for eating an additional amount of the same food brought to the table after the bracha was decided. The following factors are crucial in determining the necessity of a new bracha. They are, first of all, whether the original food was eaten informally as a snack or eaten as a regular meal. An informal snack, there's almost always a continuation to it, and therefore, um, there's no limit on what I had intended when I took that snack. As opposed to a meal, let's say a platter, there's a platter of meat that's put out on the table, one assumes that that's all there is and there's not going to be any more. Number two, what's very important is going to be what, what was one's intention at the time of the bracha? What, what did you plan to eat more? Did you not plan to eat more? The Pringles can. I said to myself, I'm going to be, I'm going to control myself. I'm only going to eat five Pringles. I'm not eating any more. What's going to be the halacha? We'll talk about that. Number three, whether any of the original food remained uneaten on the table at the time of the arrival of the second food. So here, this, this is a very important factor. The meat platter that I described was completely finished. But what happens if, if, as I'm sure, when you're when you're you're hosting and you look around and you see that the food is running low, so you before people can finish it off or get down to the last piece and be embarrassed about taking the last piece, you quickly take it off into the kitchen and you refill the platter. So what happens if you refill the platter um, before the food that was originally on the table was uh, was was removed? Number three is or number four, excuse me, is whether the two foods were in the same state. Um, my ice cream and my ice cream smoothie, that may be, that may be more problematic. Um, eating an ice cream, eating something in a solid state, and then being served something that is a liquid, not so simple. Number five, whether the bracha was recited on a food considered by Chazal of lesser importance than the second food. Um, if I made a bracha, if I made a bracha on, uh, on, let's say on, uh, on chips, and then you bring out, and then you bring out a meat or something, something of that sort, where 
the secondary food is more important than the first one. And the third, the, the last factor, the sixth factor is whether one is a guest at another's home. We'll talk about that because the concept of, the, of a guest is that you never know what, what the hostess plans to bring out. You never know what they plan to put onto the table. And therefore, it's much more difficult to know exactly what to have in mind when I'm making a bracha. If I have, if you, if I come, if I come over for a suda and you serve some sort of a, a forced by something as a, as an entree before you, you get started, some sort of a fruit bowl or something like that, and I make a bracha on that. And let's assume we're not washing for whatever reason we're not washing. And then you bring out something else, let's say uh, peas or carrots or, or, or something else, or so, something, something else that will be covered by the original bracha that I made. Now, do I have to make a new bracha, or do we say that since you're a guest, you have in mind that whatever the host is going to give out, when I make my original bracha, it's going on everything that the host plans to bring out in the course of the meal when we get started. Okay, so we have our work cut out for us in figuring out what are the parameters, how far does the efficacy of a bracha actually extend, and Be'ezus Hashem, this will be where we'll pick up Be'ezus Hashem next week um, when, we, when we learn again. Okay, so we're stopping on page 167, section A, where what, what is included in the brachos um, when I'm eating them as a snack. Okay. Thank you very Thank much, you. ladies. Right. Wonderful evening. Thank you. You too.